Death is a funny thing. It's interesting to uh, take a moment and think about it. Death is a peculiar reality. If we read through the first reading, it becomes obvious to us that God never intended death. We're not made for death, and yet, at the same time, we're very fragile. It actually says that death was not God's doing. He takes no pleasure in the extinction of the living. Death is a funny thing. It seems like we spend much of our life running away from it. But the reading goes on. It says, God did not make man imperishable. He made him in the image of his own nature. And here, I think it's important to recognize that death is a peculiar reality. There's something in us all that cries out that death cannot be the end. There's something more when we hold the hands of someone that we love as they're dying. There's something in us that longs, that yearns, that there may be more, that he might not leave us. It's interesting, why didn't Jesus stop the death of everyone in the gospel? He stops the death of this little girl. He also heals this woman who's hemorrhaging. In the healing of the little girl, he's responding to the desires and the requests of her father. In the case of the woman that's hemorrhaging from the interior, she herself reaches out to him. It doesn't say that she's immediately going to die, although the uh, little girl is dying and perhaps is dead, you know. When he approaches, it certainly does seem that she's dead. He says that she's just sleeping. But death, it, it is a peculiar thing. He says to her, Talitha kum, little girl, I tell you to get up. And the little girl got up at once and began to walk about. Why doesn't he do that with everybody? Well, I think that the answer is a little bit here in this passage. Whether it be with this woman that was hemorrhaging or it be with his father, he has a similar response. The woman it was in the middle of a crowd. She reached out, she touched him. And just by touching his cloak, power went out and she was healed and she felt it from within. He came around saying, who touched me? And everybody's crowding around him. So he uh, doesn't seem to be quickly understood. The disciples say, well, I mean, what are you talking about? There are many people around you. She approaches, frightened, trembling. And he says, my daughter, your faith has restored you to health. Go in peace and be free from your complaint. It has much more to do here with faith when I look at it. It has much more to do with this faith, this trust, this absolute gift of ourselves to God. It seems that if I was trying to answer that question, why doesn't God just heal everybody? Well, it seems that God is actually leading us. 
he actually is jealous of our souls. He wants our very soul. And so his concern is not first and foremost about death. It's about us trusting him, making that proverbial leap of faith and saying, I will not live in darkness, Lord, in lack of hope. I will trust in you as I walk forward to this valley of darkness. Also with the man, too. I mean, he basically tells him, do not be afraid, only have faith. And the man does. And he walks, Jesus, that is, walks forward. And he rises his daughter from the dead, raises his daughter from the dead. And it's something that I think is important to come back to. It's not that God doesn't want to heal our bodies. He will in the end of times. But is that we ourselves embrace death far too much. We embrace it. And it takes a bit of uh, an interior life to be able to discover that. That we embrace death. We embrace it through sin. We embrace it through addiction. We embrace it through cruelness. We embrace it through lack of justice, the injustices of the world. We embrace death, in fact. And what he's saying is to let go, to not be afraid, and to trust in God. Take that leap, that leap out. I'm reminded of that uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, or whatever it was called, where he had to step out of a lion's head. He had to make this leap of faith and over that chasm. And he takes that step out. And lo and behold, there is a bridge. Well, it was completely invisible to his eyes. So it is really with us. Um, We have to make that leap of faith. We have to say, hey, Lord, I trust in you. And I offer you my life. Otherwise, our soul will belong to death. He may be able to save our bodies, but he doesn't want to save our bodies without saving our souls. So there's something interesting there. And to recap, I I really appreciate the fact that he begins that first reading and saying, hey, God did not make us for death. He did not intend death. We introduced death. We introduced death by our own sin. And we still do it, you know. We still hold on to sin. We still hold on to darkness. And God is saying, hey, wake up. Rise, rise from that death. The death which he calls the second death. The death of the soul. I am going to come after your soul. Is what he's saying. Because he loves you. And... Once you have said, I believe, I hope, and I love you, Lord. You've trusted and you've fought the good fight. And you lay down to rest. In the end of days, he will say to you, too, Talitha